It was Friday night. I had just managed to obtain 10 hits of water and this was the first time I would be trying LSD. I was very excited at the time and couldn't wait to try it. I had done extensive research beforehand and on this particular Friday night I really thought I was ready to escape reality. Little did I know what I was in store for me later that night. So the night progressed and I invited a few friends over to my house. For the purpose of this story, we're going to call these people Jack, Kate, Tim, and Ben. Kate had also done a bit of research and was ready to try it out as well. It was just going to be her and I tripping while everyone else was just going to hang out and trip sit and make sure we stayed under control. So the time came when we were ready to try it. I handed her a hit of water and took one for myself, and we both popped them in our mouths. We then decided to go watch TV, while we waited for it to kick in. It seemed to take an eternity. After about two hours, I called a friend of mine and asked him what the deal was. He insisted that I just keep waiting, so I did. About ten minutes later, Kate claimed she could feel it. I however, could not. About fifteen minutes later, I began to feel it as well. It came on slowly. My thoughts seemed to wander wherever I would let them go. Everything I touched had a very interesting feeling to it. Some things felt really uncomfortable to touch. I picked up Ben's keychain and stared at it in amazement at all of the colors for about 5 minutes. Then it started feeling really odd and like it was cutting into my hand. I instantly threw it down on the table. While Kate was already tripping hard, and had went into another room, I wasn't quite all the way there yet. I went to see what she was up to and she kept going on about snakes for the next half hour and how the room was filled with snakes and the snake gods. At this point I was enjoying myself and having a really good time just laughing about everything. The smallest things seemed hilarious. For the next few minutes I was just fucking around with Kay while she was going on and on about snakes and kept unplugging her laptop cord which for some reason was hilarious at the time. I was really enjoying myself. I just felt like fucking around with everyone. I was there on the ground screaming and yelling, Ben! Ben! Then he would come into the room and I would go completely silent. Then he'd walk back into the living room where the other trip sitters were, and I'd scream and yell his name again. This went on about three more times until he finally just got sick of my shit and started ignoring me. I had some really crazy visuals, the most noticeable being when I looked at people's faces. While watching someone talking, their face would kind of morph and get larger and smaller. Their expression would also constantly change. This was quite amusing. At this point, both of us were tripping quite hard and nearing peak. We were laying on the ground and just having a good time. At this point, one of the trip sitters decided that he had to try it after watching how much fun we were having. I kept telling him no, but he didn't listen. He went to the kitchen, grabbed a hit, then threw the money at me a bit later. A bit later, I found out that every person in the house had done the same thing. They all wanted to try it, so they took a hit without my approval. At this point, I started panicking. They were treating this drug that I had never researched before like it was something small, like weed or alcohol. Tim even claimed it was no big deal and it's just a drug you can chill with your friends with. Oh, how wrong he was. I was starting to freak out. Thoughts were racing through my head. I kept thinking, 
I'm losing control here and kept thinking how terrible it was that we had no control, no trip sitter around. Then I started freaking out about the fact that it was my house and that if anything got broken, my parents would kill me. From this point on, I could not enjoy the trip. I was panicking and beginning to sweat. Everyone was tripping and there wasn't a single sober person at the house. People were all over my house doing god knows what and I was not really enjoying myself. I became very hot so I decided to go outside to cool off. We went on the pool deck outside my house. Everyone else came with me. I kept asking them who hadn't taken it, but I kept being assured by everyone that each person there had taken it. This just made me freak out more. Tim tried to calm me down, which worked for a little bit. We laid there for a little bit reminiscing about the classic scene in the Pirates of Silicon Valley where Steve Jobs takes LSD. We discussed it for a while and talked about how amazing it was that they made all those computers. This doesn't make any sense to me now as I'm typing it, but at the time we all thought it made perfect sense. The pool deck had an amazing unique feel to it, as did anything else I touched, and my vision was filled with colors. I was finally starting to enjoy myself again for a little while, but it was short lived. Kate and Ben had run off and everyone else was just being very loud outside. I started worrying again. A bit later I felt too cold outside so we all eventually made our way back inside. It wasn't but a minute later the doorbell rang. Tim went and answered the door. It was the cops. They wanted to talk to me since I lived at the house. I was panicking again. I could hardly even talk. I went outside to speak with the officer who said they had gotten a welfare check call. I kept trying to convince the officer that everything was fine and that no one had taken anything. I still kept saying that I did not want them searching my house under any circumstances. I couldn't think very straight at the time as I was at the peak of my trip now. I just kept repeating that I didn't want them searching my house. This officer kind of gave up on me for a while, while another officer came out to talk to me. This officer tried to talk to me on a much more personal level. He said how he knew we were on something and that his guess was acid. I didn't say a yes or a no, but my facial expression did change when I realized he knew what was up. He continued talking to me on a personal level and started going on about he, how he used to sell dope at my age. Then he started talking about how he turned his life around and that I needed to too. At this point, the other officer came back outside and started questioning me again. I felt so intimidated and scared at the time. I was tripping hard and could not handle the situation at all. I felt like I was two inches tall and the officers were giants. I felt like I was a small bug about a second away from being stomped on. They also questioned my friends in a different area away from me. My friends had told them that I sold it to them. I tried to weasel my way out of everything, but I was tripping so hard that I just couldn't handle it. I don't remember a lot of what happened next, but the officers had entered my house and they found the remaining 5 hits of water which I had left in a DVD case on the kitchen counter. I felt destroyed. I knew in my mind that this was the end. At this point they had also called an ambulance to my house as well as backup police officers. My entire cul-de-sac was filled with law enforcement. Since I was freaking out even more now, the police officer led me over to the ambulance so that the medical examiner could check me out. He said I would be fine and that I just had a really high pulse. 
Some of the officers were really enjoying themselves and fucking around with me at the time. I remember one officer telling me to go to the other officer, then when I got there he would say, What are you doing here? I told you to go over there. One of the officers who was talking to my friends inside of the house was talking about all the crazy things all my friends were saying and how they were definitely gone. Eventually one of the officers led me back to the front porch to help me get in my shoes. I put them on, then I was put in the back of a police car. I felt two inches tall again. I began to feel very claustrophobic and started freaking out again. I kept looking out the window and eventually they let me out again for a while. They asked me a few more questions. Then I asked if I could call my parents. At this point, the reality hadn't really struck me. I knew how fucked I was. I knew I was being arrested and I knew there was nothing I could do to get out of this. I called my father crying to him on the phone and telling him how sorry I was for disappointing him. I went on about how I should have listened to him. After a while the police officers told me to wrap it up so I said my goodbyes and then he took my phone as evidence. I was put back into the police car and an officer got in and started the car. We started driving to the police station. I had calmed down slightly and I remember saying, damn, as the officer floored it once we got out onto the main road. Eventually we got to the police station and I was led inside. I was still tripping and had trouble remembering what he was telling me to do. He led me down a hallway and had me sign some papers. Then he led me into a small holding cell. Once I was in the cell, I realized the severity of the situation again. The cell was a small room with bright lights and a mirror, a toilet, and a sink. I sat on the bench in the cell and just thought about everything. Wondered how I got myself into this. I started crying and asking myself out loud, how could I do this? How could this happen? This talking to myself went on for probably an hour. Then I proceeded to stare at the floor of the cell, which caused me to see some very interesting visual hallucinations. I couldn't enjoy myself though. My mind was not in the right place. At this point I just wanted to end the trip. I took a drink of water, then took a look at myself in the mirror. I looked terrible. I definitely looked like someone fucked up on some sort of drug. I kept having weird thoughts like, is this me? Is this who I am? Over the next couple hours, I kept drinking water to help end the trip faster, and also went to the restroom a few times. Finally, the officer opened the cell and I was let out. I was told that I would be going to the local juvenile detention facility. My heart sunk and again I realized just how much shit I had gotten myself into. I was put into handcuffs and shackles. Then I was led outside by two more officers into a white van. At this point, it was around 5am and I had not slept yet. I couldn't sleep though, as I was still tripping. I was put into the back of this van while the officers got in and began to drive. The juvenile detention facility was around 2 hours away, so they told me to try and get some sleep. I tried, but I couldn't. It was very uncomfortable sitting with handcuffs and shackles on. During the 2 hour drive, I had some very weird thoughts. I thought a lot about life and how these officers were just normal people who happened to have a job in law enforcement and how they all had their own families and their own problems. This was just their job. My mind wandered the entire ride there. Eventually we got there. I was taken out of the vehicle and led to the door outside the facility. A very buff man was standing outside of it. 
The officers wished me luck and left me with this man, who then proceeded to yell at me like a drill sergeant. He made me repeat everything he said and started going over some of the ground rules of the facility. There was a yellow line taped down on the floor and I had to acknowledge all of the officers and request permission to cross it. This was very hard to do at the time as I was still kinda fucked up and I hadn't slept in ages. Eventually one of the guards led me into a room and had me shower, then gave me prison clothes to change into. I couldn't believe I was actually in jail. After I finished my shower, he let me call my parents. I told them to get me a lawyer and they agreed. That was the last I would hear from them. Eventually I was led into the room with bunks with other inmates. The next three days that I would remain in this facility would be the worst days of my life. The first day was the worst. I was still coming down from the LSD and I was not allowed to sleep at all until 10pm rolled around. Needless to say, I could hardly function during the day and I was completely exhausted by the time night came around. The facility operated like a standard jail. Asshole guards, terrible food, no rights, and nothing to do besides read the rule sheet you were given. If you had good behavior, you can later be upgraded and be able to read the Bible, and if you continued to have good behavior, you could check out a book. The three days I remained in this facility were the longest days of my life. What was even worse that all the other kids in there were in there for real crimes like fighting and stealing. I was in there for a drug charge, a victimless crime. Every night before I went to sleep, I would think about how I was going to possibly get out of there and how long I would be in there. On the third day, I was taken to court in another white van, along with a dozen other inmates that were scheduled for court that day. We got to the courthouse and my case happened to be the very first one. My parents, my lawyer, and I both went to the stand. My lawyer did most of the talking and eventually it was agreed upon that I should get out of the juvenile detention facility, but have house arrest for a month, then 8 more months of probation. I was unhandcuffed and released to my parents. That's where my story ends and all of this happened over one hit of LSD. My trip was a train wreck, a complete disaster. I later found out that all my friends had gotten off scot-free, not even charged or anything. I was slapped with over a thousand dollars of fees and now had to serve probation. So that's where my story ends. I wasn't able to properly evaluate the drug due to everything that happened. Would I ever try LSD again? I'm not sure at this point. If I did try, it definitely wouldn't be at my house again.